0: Hello everyone and welcome to this week's views from the 573 podcast. Hope you all are doing well on this Wednesday afternoon. Coming to you a day before Thanksgiving. It is Thanksgiving Eve, if there's ever such a thing. So we're coming to you today to get you ready for all the games that are going to be happening this weekend in college football and in the NFL. We got three Thanksgiving Day games tomorrow. And we got some college football on Friday night. So we're going to be taking a look at that. We got a couple good games on actually on Thursday night with the Egg Bowl, and a couple really fun matchups on Friday night, leading into the final games of the regular season on Saturday. So we're going to be taking a look at all of that before Thanksgiving is upon us tomorrow. So that'll essentially be our show this week where we're going to be taking a look at college football and the NFL. I think next week we are going to try to look at the NBA and me and Charles are going to try to do something and talk about what's going on in the league. But that'll be next week. So this week strictly football. Might be a little bit of a shorter pod, but uh nonetheless we're going to be talking some football. There probably will be an entertainment pod a little bit later on this week, probably on Friday. I'll probably try to take that later tonight or maybe sometime tomorrow morning before family gets here. And talk about what's going on at Disney. Uh, If you haven't heard, Bob Iger is back as CEO. Papa Iger. Yeah, so we're probably going to spend some time talking about that on... A new edition of the Entertainment Pod. So that'll probably be out Friday. So be on the lookout for that on the Entertainment Feed. But nonetheless, let's get through this week's pod and let's talk some college football. And let's head on over there. And let's talk about some of the games we had this past weekend. And we we had some good ones. We had some really good close ones that went right down to the wire especially in that early window. And we're going to talk about a couple right off the bat. Illinois at Michigan. A really tightly contested game. Kind of what you expect out of these two teams that are teams that like to run the ball, that are really physical teams. And that was the matchup we ended up getting up in Ann Arbor. With Michigan finding a way to win later later on in the game. And winning 19-17. to 17. And props to Illinois for putting up a fight. Chase Brown. You didn't know if he was going to play. But he played in this game. And had almost 150 yards rushing. And two touchdowns. Blake Corm Did get a little bit banged up in this game. But uh, hopefully he's good to go. For the big game this weekend. At Ohio State. But Michigan gets a win 19-17. And so they stay undefeated. And uh. Get their final win at home on senior day. And take down the Fighting Illini. So there's one close game. The other close game resided in the Big 12. And it was a wild finish. TCU, Baylor. Couple of questionable play calls from Baylor down the stretch there. And really kind of playing not to lose. And essentially giving TCU a lot of time. And we had a wild attempt where TCU had to get their field goal team out on the field really quick. And their kicker knocked in the game-winning field goal. Which as to the insanity of why we love college football. is st- stuff like that. Where TCU is scrambling to get their field goal team on the field and trying to get a field goal to win the game. And only winning by one point, twenty nine to twenty eight. And props to TCU. They lost a lot of their key guys on offense. Miller had to leave the game a little bit early. Johnson didn't get a lot of playing time. A couple other receivers didn't weren't in there. So he really had to give the ball to a lot of guys that hadn't gotten the ball in crunch moments like that. But TCU found a way to win. That's kind of been their MO this year. As they kick in, again, a a late field goal to win 29-28 over Baylor. And uh, what a spectacular game that was. So next up, we got Ohio State-Maryland. Let's go back to the Big Ten for a second. This was a close game. And even though the final score says that Ohio State won by double digits... While that is the case, there was a late turnover to add to that where Maryland turned it over, Ohio State scored. And, well, there you go. That's how you get your double-digit win for Ohio State. 43-30. to And This one was a lot closer than I think a lot of us thought, and this is, again, one of the other close games. Maryland was fighting tooth and nail with Ohio State. And Stroud... Not the best day, did throw for over 240 yards, only 18-30. to 30. Uh, Dalton Hayden, the freshman running back, he's been getting a lot of playing time with Henderson and Mayan Williams not playing, and he went for almost 150 yards and three touchdowns. And that was a big reason why Ohio State was able to get the win on Saturday, winning 43-30. to 30 if it wasn't for that final touchdown, if it wasn't for that, then it was like, what, 37? 30, yeah, 37 to 30. So that right there kind of clinched the game for Ohio State right there and prevented Maryland from trying to get in and uh, tying this game. But just another fun game. It, it was, that was the MO of this past weekend. It was a lot of fun. Close games, again, especially in that early window. Just a lot of tightly contested ball games in these two conferences. And really action-packed fun. Uh, let's go to the ACC real quick and talk about Miami and Clemson. Of course, Clemson, we picked them, and they end up the victor in this one, of course. And knocking Miami down to 5-6. and six where Clemson is now 10-1, and playing against South Carolina this weekend, awaiting the ACC title game between North Carolina, which that should be fun, which North Carolina lost their game this weekend against Georgia Tech. Don't know how that happened, but salute to Georgia Tech for being able to do the impossible on Saturday. So North Carolina goes down, so they're awaiting that matchup in the ACC title game. But Clemson gets a the win there, 40-10 over Miami. So let's go to the SEC real quick before we make another detour to the Big 12. For, you know, let's go to the Big 12 real quick and talk about Oklahoma State and Oklahoma. And, you know, I thought Oklahoma State was going to win Bedlam this past weekend and a different Oklahoma team decided to show up on Saturday as uh we had not seen a whole lot of th- this Oklahoma team on uh on Saturday, they jumped out to early lead, couldn't do anything with it later on, which uh, is the reason why it's a 28 to 13 final score scored all their points in the first quarter. So they belt out that lead. So I guess you can say they really helped themselves with that awesome first quarter. But I think for them, they probably would like to get some more points on the board and try to extend that lead a little bit where there's n- not too much room for Oklahoma State to try to make a comeback there. But nonetheless, Oklahoma gets a win, and they're bowl eligible, 6-5, and five, which you know is weird to say about Oklahoma fighting for bowl eligibility and getting in at 6-5 and five right now. And, of course, they got their final game next week, trying to go to 7-5. But uh, it's been not the type of year I think a lot of Oklahoma fans, players, coaches would have thought would happen and won it in Brent Menable's first year. But this is what happened. And uh, they get the win there at Bedlam, so I'm sure they'll take that and uh, go get ready for a bowl game. So now moving on to the SEC, let's start with number one Georgia heading to Lexington, The face of the Kentucky Wildcats. And this one was an ugly one too. And, you know, if it lines up right with these two program style. Just like Illinois and Michigan, a game that's physical. That's one in the trenches. And a low scoring affair, a lot of running attempts. Which, like, Stetson Bennett didn't throw that much through 19 attempts. Really, it was the running game led by Kenny McIntosh for Georgia, who had almost 150 yards on 19 carries, including a touchdown. But Georgia gets a win here, 16-6. And they go unbeaten again in the SEC. 11-0, 8-0 in the conference, and they got their matchup against Georgia Tech, which I'm not saying Georgia Tech is going to beat Georgia, but maybe Georgia Tech is feeling a little bit, you know, Build up their confidence a little bit after taking down North Carolina at North Carolina might we add so I could say Georgia Tech might make it a little interesting before Georgia just goes and do and does what they do and just completely dominate them but Georgia gets a the win there 16 to six over Kentucky as Kentucky falls to six and five and now I got to talk about this one. This one hurt my heart a little bit for numerous different reasons. Tennessee at South Carolina, bringing in the orange helmets in. And I got to say, the orange helmets are probably never going to see the light of day again. At least for a while. After what happened on Saturday night at Columbia, South Carolina. You got to give your props to Spencer Rattler and that whole team right there. They had a game plan. They executed and they exploited the holes in that Tennessee defense, which... Has looked good at times, but has also looked not so good at times. And really did not look good at all. I uh, Did not have Jeremy Banks in there. Don't know really what the reason why is. Uh, there's been a lot of speculation about that. We won't get into that here. But uh, it was just a ugly effort from Tennessee. They put up enough points. They put up 38 points. And you'd think that would be enough to go and beat South Carolina. But Spencer Rattler just had the game of his life. You know, it brought back to my mind the times when we lost to Florida and usually their quarterback would have a Heisman-type performance against us. Didn't matter who it would be. And that's the way it seemed like on Saturday. Rattler came off a trash game against Florida. Really, that whole team did. And you know, props to them. They came back. They got a game plan set up. And they took down Tennessee at home. And... As far as Tennessee's sake is concerned, that really destroys their playoff chances right there. Right there in front of them. And as a fan, listen, I hate that. And I will take a look at this record and talk about the Vanderbilt game when we get to our picks. But if it is 10-2, that was the ceiling in my mind. I just didn't think that second loss would come to South Carolina. I just thought it, I thought it would come against Alabama. And, you know, if it was a close loss, I probably would have been able to stomach it. But the way they lost, I think, you know, it really does kind of hurt with what happened. 63-38, South Carolina. And then also Hendon Hooker uh, going down. Listen, that man is going to go down as a legend at that university with what he did in two years there is really remarkable for what he did coming in from Virginia tech, not having that type of success. And he comes into this offense and he's a game changer. And as a guy, you have to account for both in the air and on the ground. And, uh, to see what happened on Thursday on Saturday. Um, no, at that point I knew we were going to lose. I didn't care what the score was. I just was like, "I I hope Hendon's okay. And we get the news Sunday that it's a torn ACL, so you really hurt for him. A guy that performed excellent on the field and was just about as good of a guy, maybe even better off the field. Those are the type of guys you want in your program and be the face of your program. If you're any college football or any type of sport, high school, college, pro, whatever, those are the type of guys that you want to be the face of your your team, your program, whatever. And so uh, my heart hurts for him that he's uh, not going to get to finish the season out. And so it sucks. But uh, nonetheless, he's going to find himself drafted, I think. He's going to find himself drafted. Somebody's going to take a chance on him. But, uh, yeah, it just hurts. But uh, there's that game. Next one up, Ole Miss at Arkansas. This one was a shocker, too. And you really start to wonder... Is Lane Kiffin looking at the planes a little bit too much? Is he looking at Auburn? And uh, it's been some funny back and forth between that. But uh, we'll have to see what happens after things get wrapped up here. But uh, Ole Miss losing at Arkansas, really kind of a shocker in how it went down. And it was not a close game. I mean, you look at the final score, and it was 42-27. But from all indications, Arkansas had them beat. Ole Miss scored 21 points in that fourth quarter to make it look somewhat respectable. But uh, Arkansas just completely outclassed them. Uh, Rocket Sanders, 24 carries, 232 yards, and three touchdowns. Just completely dominated that Ole Miss rushing defense. And so Arkansas, they get the win. They're going. To a bowl game, they're now six and five. Now, if you're an Ole Miss fan, you gotta wonder how much of Lane Kevin's heart is in this anymore. So, again, we'll have to see more about that in the coming days. And then finally, let's get to the Pac 12 games here, both of which were really fun. USC and UCLA about a battle of the teams in LA, and it did not disappoint an action packed game. Going back and forth between these two, it was just everything you'd want in a matchup, particularly between these two teams in that area, bringing an exciting brand of football onto the field, and ended up with USC winning the game forty eight to forty five UCLA was driving, but a DTR interception clinched the game. For the Trojans. And speaking of DTR, 23-38, 309 yards, four touchdowns. Did have three interceptions. So USC got in on the turnover battle right there. And then you were worried about their rushing attack. It looked pretty good for USC. And Caleb Williams threw for 470 yards, 32-43, two touchdowns. Did throw a pick. But uh, he balled out, Jordan Addison balled out, 11 catches, 178 yards, and a touchdown. So now USC is in really good position right now to go and win the Pac-12 and try to find themselves into that playoff hunt with a matchup against Notre Dame at home on Saturday. So there's that Pac-12 matchup. And then the final Pac-12 matchup. And the final matchup that we have on this week, Oregon against Utah. Really close game between these two. We're wondering if Bo Nix was going to be good to go. Uh, He was good to go. Threw a touchdown and a pick, but threw for nearly 300 yards. And that Oregon defense really doing a good job. Utah had an excellent third quarter getting back into the game. And Oregon won the game by a field goal, 20-17. to And so they got a little bit of revenge against Utah after last couple times that Utah has played Oregon. They beat them soundly twice last year. And so Oregon gets to exact some revenge, and it's got to feel pretty good. So they're not looking at a 10-win season potentially as they head into their matchup with Oregon State, which looks like a pretty decent matchup. But uh, that's this week in college football. Let's take a brief look at the rankings before we get into next week's matchups. At 25, we got Louisville, who are going to play at Kentucky this weekend, so that could be a fun matchup. Cincinnati goes to 24, Texas at 23. UCF at 22, Oregon State just talking about them at 21, Ole Miss falls at 20, Tulane goes to 19, UCLA falls to 2, North Carolina, or UCLA falls to 18, North Carolina, North Carolina falls 4 spots to 17, Florida State is now at 16, remarkable season they've had, Notre Dame at 15, Utah falls to 14, Washington at 13, Kansas State at 12. Penn State at 11. Tennessee falls all the way down to number 10, uh, including behind a couple SEC teams they beat in LSU and Alabama. And uh, there's Tennessee and Penn, Penn State right beside each other. So uh <laughs> going to put that out in the open because I don't know when we can say that again. But uh, Oregon, talking about them, they're at 9. Clemson goes to 10. Alabama at 7. USC, goes to six, LSU five, and the top four remain the same with Georgia, Ohio State, Michigan, and TCU all locked into that top four and remain unbeaten. So that's the rankings for this week. And really, LSU, USC, they really benefited from Tennessee losing as that now gives them a better likelihood of trying to find themselves In the playoff, should LSU beat Georgia in the SEC title game? Should USC find themselves in the Pac-12 championship game, taking care of Notre Dame, taking care of their opponent there? They really helped themselves. And maybe Clemson might not be out of it, but I think LSU and USC, they really helped themselves. They got some really good help from South Carolina on Saturday. So those are your rankings. Let's take a look at this week's matchups. And it is the finale of the regular season. And I'm looking back at it and like, man, it came by quick. It it, it went by quick. It really did. And uh, here we are, week 13. Final week of the regular season. Before we set the stage for conference championship week next week. So let's get started. We're heading down to Mississippi Thursday night for the Egg Bowl between Mississippi State and Ole Miss. You know, when these two teams get together, things are going to be there's going to be a lot of fireworks. They do not like each other. So you can expect a really fun game where something is going to happen. One of these teams is going to get into it with the other. So I think you can pretty much count on that, even though it's Thanksgiving. Uh, they're probably thankful to be able to see each other and maybe get to get into it with one another. But uh, the Egg Bowl on Thursday night, going to be played at Oxford, so potentially Lane Kiffin's last game at Ole Miss. And I think I'm going to take the Rebels... This will be a close one. And again, there will be some fireworks involved in this game. But I think Ole Miss finds their way to victory here. And they're only a two-point favorite, so not too much. And uh, there's a lot on the line here with that trophy involved. And Ole Miss is going for three in a row against Mississippi State. So you know Ole Miss is going to want to keep that streak alive. And you know State is going to want to break that. On Thursday. But I have won't miss, making it three in a row. So I'll take the Rebels. Next up, a big game between Tulane and Cincinnati. Good to determine who's gonna host the AAC title game next week. With Tulane at 19, Cincinnati at 24. Being played at Cincinnati. Big game between both these programs. And you do have to feel pretty good about Cincinnati based on previous history with their program. And right now Cincinnati is only a small point favorite though. So Tulane has had a remarkable season at nine and two, gone six and one in the conference. And this could be really big for them. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with the home team here, and uh, I'm gonna go with Cincinnati to win this one. But if Tulane wins it, good for them. Uh, it's gonna it's gonna be awesome for them. Uh, next up, with that game on Friday, this game's also on Friday. NC State at North Carolina, where NC State probably not having the season that they wanted, and doing part to Devin Leary being out. For the season. But this one should be a fun one. In Chapel Hill. In North Carolina. They are looking to bounce back. And you know. I think they do. I think they bounce back. They're about a touchdown favorite. At home. Drake Mays played unbelievable this year. I think he's going to carry them to win here. Over their in-state rival. And get to 10 wins on the season. So that would be good for them. Heading into next year. So it'd be good for that program, good for Mac Brown. So give me the Tar Heels. Next up, we got South Carolina at Clemson. Honestly, I'm kind of surprised South Carolina isn't ranked. I'm honestly surprised. But uh, here they are going against Clemson. I think that it's not going to be a matchup like last week. It's a much tougher defense that they're playing. Sure, they might might be feeling a lot of momentum from last week, but I think Clemson's defense just does what it wants to do against South Carolina, and Clemson ends up winning this rivalry game. So give me the Tigers there. But uh, listen, I think of South Carolina, even though if they lose, I think they'll take it considering what happened last week. Uh, Auburn at Alabama. Now listen, you don't know what to expect when the Iron Bowl is going to be played with recent history. Auburn, obviously looking for a coach. They still have a chance to go to a bowl game. And they looked a little bit more inspired under Cadillac Williams. I just don't think it's going to translate to anything on Saturday. And I have Alabama winning this edition of the Iron Bowl. But if something weird happens... We shouldn't be surprised. It's an Iron Bowl. Something weird will happen every once in a while in these games. And it will shock us. Like, how did that happen? And, you know, let's talk about these next two games before we get into three games that include ranked teams. Three straight games, including the big one. We'll save that for last. Let's talk about LSU at A&M. Pretty straightforward pick here. LSU, A and M, just been an awful year for their for what they've wanted. Four and seven, one and six in the conference. You got LSU coming to College Station. If you, I mean, if you're AM, and M, you might not have a chance for a bowl game, but you could ruin LSU's season. But I don't see it happening. I have LSU getting ready for the for the SEC title game. Winning at College Station. Tennessee at Vanderbilt. Vanderbilt has a lot to play for this week. They have bowl eligibility on the line. and Tennessee, you're wondering how they're going to bounce back after last week's loss and after losing Hooker, Joe Milton. Excited to see what he's going to be able to bring to the table. Essentially an audition for what is probably in all likelihood going to be his job next year. And see... How geared up that team is. See if they will bounce back and be ready to go. And from what everything that I've seen, it sounds like you know they're ready to go. They're ready to get back out there. And the show that last week was not really who they are. And Tennessee's only favored by 14. I'll take that slightly. I do think Vandy will make this close. But uh, I'll take Tennessee, get their first 10-to-win season in quite a while. And knocking off a couple of streaks with, uh, with that involved. All right, next up, let's talk about a few Pac-12 teams. Let's go to Oregon, Oregon State. Matchup of top 25 teams there in Corvallis. And uh, Oregon State, you know, good for them. Eight and three, five and three in the conference, and they have a really good chance at getting their ninth win and it's at home, so they got a lot to play for it's gonna be a fun game up there. I will take Oregon, but this one's gonna be a fun one. this one is gonna be one to look at on Saturday and be look for, and look forward to not gonna be a night game, but it's gonna be middle afternoon, but uh, it'll be a fun one. And uh, if Oregon State wins this one, or if Oregon wins this one, they can try to find themselves in the Pac-12 title game against USC. But uh, I'll take the Ducks here to take down the Beavers. Next up, USC, Notre Dame. No, honestly, probably didn't expect Notre Dame to be in this place. After their start to their season, now here they are at 15, eight and three, taking on USC, who is coming off a thrilling win last week. So there's a lot here on the line for these two, you know, especially if you're USC, you got Pac-12 title game berth on the line, and for Notre Dame, going nine and three after a horrendous start, you take down North Carolina. At their place. You take down Clemson. And you also take down USC. At their place. So there's a lot on the line for both these teams. But more so for USC. I think USC does win this game. But if Notre Dame. Finds themselves. On top in this game. And wins this game. I won't be shocked. Because Notre Dame has shocked us a couple times this year. And would not be a surprise if they shocked us one more time. But I will play it safe here. And I'll stick with the Trojans. And then finally, probably the game of the year. We said it a few weeks ago with Tennessee, Georgia. Let's hope this one can actually live up to that. In Mich- With Michigan and Ohio State. First time the game's been back at Ohio State in a few years. Last time they had it there was in 2019. 2020 didn't have it because of COVID. 2021 was at Michigan. And so now the game is back at the Horseshoe up in Columbus this weekend. And what a matchup it is. Matchup between two 11-0 teams. Number two, Ohio State. Number three, Michigan. A lot on the line for both these two teams. A chance to go to the Big Ten title game. But even now, you know, I think another another thing that helps with Tennessee going down is whoever loses this game, I think, will be fine and might find themselves able to get in. But there's still a lot left to happen. Uh, as far as Ohio State, their running game needs to get back on track. They haven't had Jackson Smith and Jigba pretty much all year. Maybe they can get Myan Williams and Trayvon Henderson back. You hope Blake Quorum is healthy and ready to go for Michigan. I have a hard time picking against Ohio State in the horseshoe. So I that will be my pick. But this game will be lit. This game will be fun. This game will be the game of the year. And this is going to go right down to the wire. I don't think these teams are going to blow each other out. I think that this is going to be a close, hard-fought battle that'll go down right to the final minutes. But I will take Ohio State to win that fight. But does leave Michigan in a chance to, to still get into the college football playoff. So with college football out of the way, let's head on over to the NFL. Let's talk about what happened in Week Eleven. And we had, particularly, a couple surprises happen in Week 11. Starting off Thursday night, Titans going to Green Bay and doing what they did. Honestly, I did not expect that to happen with uh, with how the Titans have been performing. And, you know, Tannehill played his best game of the season. Probably one of his best games as a Titan, period. Uh, there's a couple passes in there. You're like, how did he fit those uh, fit those passes through those windows? Uh, particularly that, uh, I think that second Austin Hooper touchdown pass. Touchdown catch, rather. Uh, Traylon Burks, really nice to see him get involved. He had a big catch late and let Jair Alexander know about it. Uh, Derrick Henry had a touchdown pass. So, <laughs> what else is new? And, uh, and, of course, the Titans' offensive coordinator Todd Downing gets a DUI after the game. So, uh, go figure. I saw a joke that said it was his worst drive of the game. <laughs> so, that's a terrible joke, but he he called a pretty decent game on, on Thursday night. And Green Bay, you were hoping that they were able to take some momentum from Sunday after beating Dallas. Nope. But it does seem like Christian Watson was able to build on some of that momentum from that game. So maybe that's a thing you can take out of that game if you're Green Bay. But uh, the Titans winning that one uh, really kind of shocked me with all the guys they've had on IR. And uh, they go out and do this, win 27-17. to And they got a matchup this weekend that, you know, you could say it's a revenge game, but there's probably going to be a lot of guys playing for the Titans that didn't play in that playoff game. This past season, so might not be much so, oh, of a revenge game. But looking at the other matchups on Sunday, Browns at Bills. This game was played at Detroit, and so the Bills are not going to have to go for this weekend, or this week, as they play tomorrow against Detroit. So they won't have to go too far, but they get the win there, 31-23. to they really needed this one after the last couple of weeks, losing to the Vikings, losing to the Jets. They need to get back on track, and that's what they did here, and winning that one. Another uh, surprise game, Eagles at Colts. Uh, the Colts were hanging around in this game for the longest time until Philly was able to win 17-16 to 16 late. But, you know, you've got to give your props to Jeff Saturday for what he's doing right now with Indy. They, he's got them playing hard and competing. And they went toe-to-toe with one of the best teams in the league I about gave them their second straight loss. So, you know what? Props to him. Maybe it does go to show you that maybe you can just be an NFL head coach and, and get hired off, right off the street. And so uh, I know Peter's already put in, getting his application ready for uh, one of these jobs that are about to be open. But uh, props to him. But Philly gets a win here. 17-16, uh, to 16, gets back on track, and gets back in the win column. Next up, Jets at Patriots. I went with the Jets in this one. I thought they were going to break their losing streak against the Patriots. And it didn't happen. It was an ugly game. Patriots win 10-3, win on a punt return. Because, of course, that's what you expect. And also Price sees Zach Wilson losing his job after this game. With, looks like Joe Flacco. That's right. He's still playing. He's still going. And uh it looks like he's going to be behind center this Sunday for the Jets. So I know if you're the Jets, that's not what you want to see. Is your quarterback that you invest a lot of your time in and developing. Have this type of game, have this type of season, and you bench them for Joe Flacco. Uh, It's not what you want. But Patriots get the win there, as that helps the Bills, actually. And uh, gets the Jets a little bit more down in the AFC East, which that looks like a really competitive division. That looks like a fun division. Rams at Saints. Went with the Saints on this one. And was just barely right. 27-20 in favor of the Saints. With Matt Stafford not looking good, Cup is probably not going to play for the rest of the year. I don't know what you do if you're the Rams. You're at 3-7. and seven. What do you do here? With Stafford not looking healthy, Cup probably not going to play for the rest of the season. Do you just pack it in, or do you continue to fight for a wild card spot so we'll uh we'll have to see but man this is a tough season for the rams and uh tough thing for me since i think did i pick them to i i picked them to yeah, i picked them to go to the super bowl so well i didn't have them winning it so as far as that doesn't happen it, as far as that you know we know that's not gonna happen so i'm good so, uh, <laughs> Ra- Raiders at Broncos. Matchup between these two teams in the AFC West that you know we thought was going to be really good, but has not looked good. This game goes to overtime, and the Raiders playmakers came to play. Derek Carr, really good game, threw for over three hundred yards. Devontae Adams, two touchdowns, one hundred forty-one yards, and they win in overtime with one of Adams' touchdowns right there. Winning 22 two sixteen, with both teams now at 3-7. and seven. And uh, Raiders get their first road win of the season. So that is big for them. Next one up, we got Cowboys and Vikings. So let's talk about this one for a minute. What a shellacking by the Cowboys. I think if we thought about this game before it happened, I think we wouldn't have expected this result. I don't think any of us could have. This game does go to show you just how much potential the Cowboys do have. Like, they were able to really shut down Jefferson, not let Dalvin Cook get any space to run the ball, and they didn't even give Kirk Cousins time to breathe back there in the pocket. Like, he couldn't even complete his drops on some of them before a Cowboys defender already reached them. So that really goes to show you just how much potential that Cowboys team does have. If they do play to their potential, Dak probably played one of his best games we've seen him play. With, uh, let me pull up his stat line. Uh, Threw for 276 yards. So he didn't throw for over 300, but it was 22 at 25 and two touchdowns. Really efficient, really good work by him. Tony Pollard had himself a game: 15 carries, 80 yards, six catches, 109 yards, and two touchdowns. Was a huge factor for him. C.D. Lamb had a couple big-time catches. Brent Maher freaking kicked the crap out of the ball a couple of times, get them and field goal, get them field goals. And, you know, doing what he did with that 60-yarder and doing it twice. I mean, that's a whale of a leg he's got. But that defense really came to play against Minnesota, who just got an emotional win at Minnesota, or at Buffalo, rather. And really a whole lot of nothing from the Vikings. Cousins couldn't do anything, couldn't get it to Jefferson. Jefferson couldn't do anything. Cook only had 11 carries and 72 yards. Hawkinson didn't really do too much. Thielen didn't do too much. So Vikings come back down to earth, but I think if you're a Cowboys fan, you're probably just like on cloud nine after what happened at Green Bay the other night. And then you got this one at Minnesota. Uh, just really remarkable stuff there. So Vikings get a shellacking at home 40-3. to three. So moving on from that one, Chiefs at Chargers, a little bit more closer than that game. And this one saw Kansas City win thirty to 27 With the Chiefs, when will teams learn not to give the Chiefs time to go down and try to win the game and try to score? When will when will teams learn? And it happened in this one. 30-27, Kelsey, three touchdowns. This was a vintage Kelsey performance. Mahomes looked spectacular. Pacheco ran for over 100 yards. For the Chargers, Mike Williams potentially is hurt again, so that sucks. Josh Palmer had a good game for him, though. Uh, 106 yards and two touchdowns. Herbert. Three for two eighty, two touchdowns and a pick. But when will teams learn not to get the Chiefs enough time in the fourth quarter with the game online to go down there and try to win the game or tie it up? When will teams learn? So nonetheless, Chiefs get a huge victory on Sunday night football. And uh, again, we got these games a little bit mixed up on the picks here, but Bengals at Sealers. This one was a close one as well. Uh, Kenny Pickett, I mean, listen, he's doing what he can, but it just wasn't enough. But Cincinnati wins 37-30. Joe Burrow threw for 355 and four touchdowns. T. Higgins had a nice day stepping in for Jamar Chase. So the Bengals, they get a big win over an AFC North rival. Then finally, Monday night at Mexico, San Francisco against Arizona, and this one was not a game at all. Thirty-eight uh, to ten, Jimmy G really efficient game. Four touchdowns. George Kittle manhandled that that Cardinal secondary. Two touchdowns. Elijah Mitchell, Christian McCaffrey, couple big time plays. Debo Samuel really explosive plays, and that San Francisco defense shuts down Arizona without Kyler Murray. You got to be really looking at this 49ers offense and wonder, like, who are we going to stop? You got to pick our poison. Do we double-team Kittle? Do we double-team Debo? And then you got to take into account Ayuk in making some plays. And you got to take into account McCaffrey and what he can do on the ground and through the air. Elijah Mitchell coming back. So now they got a couple pieces in that running back room. They got a lot of guys on that offense. And Eddie McCaffrey really elevated it. So that is looking like a big time move right there. And taking that offense places. And if Jimmy G can keep playing like that. Mistake free football. Not doing too much. That's exactly what you want for Kyle Shanahan. So moving on to week 12. Let's talk about the three Thanksgiving Day games. And let's go to Detroit. Who hosts these games annually. Bills staying in town, playing the Lions this week, so I think the Bills do win this game. They're coming back with the with the win here. See if they can get two wins at Detroit, and I think they do. Beating Detroit, Let's see they're about nine and a half, ten point favorite at Detroit, but you know it is a Thanksgiving Day game at Detroit, so maybe Detroit decides to feel a little bit frisky and. Make this a close game. But uh, I'll go with Buffalo here. To get the win at Detroit. And win at Detroit. In uh, twice in less than a week. So I'll take the Bills. The next game after that. Giants at Cowboys. Really fun. NFC East. Game on Thanksgiving. At Dallas. At Jerry World. It's going to be a fun one. And. Curious to see how Daniel Jones and Saquon Barkley bounce back after their loss last week. But as I said, as I said with the Cowboys, if they play to some their potential somewhat, they're going to be really hard to beat. And you wonder if that defense can travel. I think some of that defense travels this week against the Giants. I think they make life rough for Danny Dimes and Saquon and I think they get the win here at home on Thanksgiving Day. So, I mean, listen, it, it is Dallas on Thanksgiving. What better way would you want it? I got them winning this game against the Giants. And the Cowboys are 10-point favorites, too. But uh, one thing with the Giants, though, they have played really good this year. They are 7-3 and three for a reason. So, I'll go with the Cowboys here, but... Don't be surprised that the Giants make this a really close game. It is a rivalry game between these two divisional opponents. So it'll be a close one. And then our final game on Thursday night, Patriots at Vikings. A pretty decent game and one that I'm interested in because of fantasy purposes. But Minnesota really needs to find a way to get back and really build some good momentum after... What happened against Dallas last week. And you're playing a Patriots team. You know what Belichick does. He likes to take away what you do best. And so for Minnesota, what is their best? Probably Justin Jefferson and Thielen. But you do have Dalvin Cook. Maybe get Hockinson more involved this week. So I will take the Vikings. And I think they get back. On the right track here. But I think this could be a close game too. I think out of these three games, these last two are going to be pretty close. But I will take the home teams in both of them. So I will take Minnesota here to get back on the right track and win this one at home on Thanksgiving. Bengals at Titans. Rematch of last year's divisional game between the one seed at Titans and the Bengals who that was their road to get to the Super Bowl, start it there. And so back to Nashville they go. And again, I don't know how much of this is a revenge game for the Titans. But there are still a lot of guys on that team that are still probably feeling a little bit upset about what happened in this game. And right now, the Bengals are favored. And Jamar Chase is questionable. You don't know if he's going to get the play. And. Uh really there's no need in going through the Titans injury report. <laughs> there's just too many of them at this point. Uh but I will say this the Titans defense is one of the best in the league. And it hasn't mattered who's been out there. They've done really well besides the Bills game and besides the Chiefs game where they forgot how to defend Patrick Mahomes for a minute. They've looked awesome. And so, you know what, I think they win this one. It's not going to be an ugly game, and I think those are the Titans' best chances to ugly a game up. And I think that's what they do and get revenge somewhat, if you can call that, against Cincinnati. Buccaneers at Browns. Deshaun Watson is slowly coming back. Going to be back here in the next week or so. So it's still the Jacoby Brissett show. And uh, he has played really admirably in in for the Browns quarterback spot. And uh, this one is a close one. Buccaneers favored to win on the road. And the Buccaneers have really got some good momentum going. They had a bye week this week. They won two straight before the bye, so they got some much needed rest. They got a little bit more healthy. So I think that helps them. That goes in their favor, and they win this game at Cleveland and get their third straight win, getting to six and five. Which, listen, we were all wondering when they were at three and five of like, are things all right? And looks like now things are going okay. And I think this third win, re- straight win, would really help them in their favor. So give me the Bucks. Ravens at Jaguars. You know the Jaguars have played a couple teams really close this year, and they welcome Lamar Jackson, to Jacksonville. And I think Jack- Jacksonville, even though they do they have played a couple teams close, I think the Ravens do go on the road, and they get this victory at Jacksonville. Go to eight and three. They've been really hot, as well. Lamar's played some really good ball here lately. So I will take the Ravens to go and beat Jacksonville on the road. Next up, Chargers at Cardinals. If Kyler Murray is healthy, then that's going to be really good for the Cardinals and I can give them a fighting chance. But, man, for both these teams... Honestly, both these teams really need it in the worst way. Chargers are favored. You wonder for the Chargers, how many pieces are they going to get back? Is Mike Williams going to be fine? You did get Keenan Allen back, so that helps. I will take the Chargers. But I could see that I can see this one being a really close one between these two. And uh, I think a lot of that does depend on if Kyler Murray does play. If he does play... I think he'll be close if he doesn't. Might be a little bit of what we saw last week with Arizona. As of the Chargers, they do got a lot of talent, even though some of that talent is not playing right now. So uh, give me the Chargers. Next one up, Rams at Chiefs. I think we were probably expecting a little bit more of a fun game between these two teams. Hadn't played each other since uh, that Super Bowl, since they played each other. And, uh, you yeah, know, the Rams are just, like what we said, they've, uh, they're, they're not looking good. They're not in a good place. So I think this one is pretty straightforward. I am going with the Chiefs here to win this game. Chiefs are nearly, they're two touchdown favorites. And so I will take the Chiefs here to win at Arrowhead. Next one up, Packers at Eagles. This one could be interesting and see if the Packers can find some of that momentum that they had in taking out the Cowboys. Maybe they found something with Christian Watson. That could be big time for them. Eagles have struggled here recently. They've looked suspectable. So I think Eagles, Packers, this is going to be a little bit of a close game. But I will take the Eagles here to win on Sunday Night Football. And then finally, Monday night. Steelers at Colts, Kenny Pickett versus Matt Ryan. Not a great matchup, but it is what it is. But this is a matchup between a 3-7 and 4-6-1 and 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 team. With the Colts being favored right now, barely, to win at home. And honestly, this is a coin flip game for me. And I'll probably end up picking the, Colt, the Colts. And uh, say Jeff Saturday will go 2-1 in his stint as the interim coach there. And again, I mean, he, he's he got this team playing pretty well. And, I mean, they weren't playing well before then, so not too high of a bar. But they look like a little bit of a better team here uh, since he's taken over. So I will take Indy here to win on, Sunday, on Monday night. So that concludes our picks for week 12, and that concludes this pod. Everybody, thank you all for tuning in. Happy Thanksgiving. Hope you all have a wonderful Thanksgiving. Enjoy spending time with your family, enjoying all the food, enjoying all this football that we have in college and the NFL on Thursday and Friday and all that stuff, Uh, with it being the holidays, of course. Stay safe. Have safe travels, all that good stuff and uh, also with Black Friday on the horizon. Be safe with that as well. But uh, that's all I have for you all this week. Next week, we'll be back talking about all these games, getting you geared up for conference championship weekend, and getting you geared up for week 13 on the NFL. So thank you all for tuning in. Be sure to go check us out wherever you guys get your podcasts. Be sure to keep in mind entertainment from 573, doing a little pod on Disney's big news. That'll probably be out sometime on Friday. So be on the lookout for that. But that's it for me, everybody. Again, happy Thanksgiving. Have a good rest of your week. And we'll talk to you all next time.